Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Welcome to episode 30, Six Family Dynamics of Murray Bowen. Now, the family system is one that we're probably all familiar with, sometimes consciously and usually unconsciously. Um, the system is something that fuels cooperation and discord. And when we understand this interplay um, by what I believe, looking at uh, the work of Dr. Murray Bowen and uh, his family systems theory, I think that there's a lot of insights that we'll have about our own dynamic and our own selves, which can be very, very helpful. Most importantly, uh, one of the goals here is by looking at these six family dynamics that you might have experienced, but never really were able to um, define, this will help you uh, have a more harmonious understanding and coexistence, um, and also maybe even understand what is repairable and what isn't repairable, and what is your responsibility and what is not. All right, so let's get started. The first thing is just a little bit about Dr. Murray Bowen. So he was born in 1913 and died in 1990. He was a very famous American psychiatrist who spent much of his life uh, researching family dynamics. Uh, he was a psychiatrist in World War II and uh, worked for the Army and uh, had a lot of experience in family dynamics. And he started recognizing certain parrot, uh, certain apparent uh, patterns that were going on. And he really developed very well uh, methods to how to help people throughout his life. And he was a trailblazer and changed a lot of things. But his system is considered a very, very authoritative and very, very deep uh, trend-setting and uh, change of the norm from the 1950s until present, and it's still taught today. Uh, one of the great things about family systems is that uh, many of the dynamics have always been around and are always there. So I'm going to discuss six family dynamics that he identified, and uh, as you hear them, just think about yourself and your own life and, and how they sometimes play out. The first one is triangulation. And if you think about a triangle, so a triangle has three sides, and uh, Dr. Bowen believed that the smallest amount of conflict comes from the triangulation. It takes, it takes about three people to start a family dynamic. Now, that doesn't mean that you could, you could have a, a couple of a, uh, you know two spouses uh, that uh, they say, well, we can't be fighting because we only have two people. That's not at all what triangulation means. It doesn't mean you need to have children to have that. Um, what triangulation means is that uh, what usually happens is, let's say you have a, a mother who uh, feels very upset about the fact that her husband is not giving her attention and support in her new baby. Um, and so instead of confronting that and dealing with that um, as a way to avoid or soothe herself, um, instead of turning to the husband or trying to make a repair, or maybe the repair is not possible, she'll turn towards something else, maybe the new baby, maybe another friend, maybe her mother, maybe a, maybe a, someone from the outside, and try to bring them in uh, as part of the triangle of turning away from the, the third person who, who is triggering me. Or you could have a man who feels that his wife is not available, and so he might look elsewhere um, outside of the relationship for emotional support um, to maybe to one of his children or a friend or a coworker or other places. And so once again, the triangle becomes that, hey, instead of turning towards the person that I really would like to be in a relationship with, I turn towards other people. And you might be familiar with this triangulation in your own relationship where, let's say, a parent tried to pull you into a fight where uh, you know they were always trying to use you as their emotional help in order to let you know how bad your sibling is or your parent, another other parent was, or your aunt or uncle was, etc. And so that is triangulation. And once you start recognizing how it happens, 
Unfortunately, one of the most common places it happens is in divorce situations where the children are triangulized against their parents by their parents. And there's nothing more damaging to a child than that because a child needs a healthy mother and a healthy father and uh, never wants to be put in a position where they have to choose one or the other over the other. So that is some triangulation. It might shed some light in some of your relationship dynamics that you have seen. Next is uh, number two is differentiation of the self. And Bowen believed that one of the main goals of therapy and just one of the main goals in life is to become more mature and autonomous on your own. And uh, I've said this before, but I always like to ask my questions uh, to the clients that I work with, especially in family and relationship counseling, which is what were your family rules? You know, what were the rules, the top three uh, most relevant family rules in your in, in your family? And sometimes people say, um, you know, be honest and upright in everything you do, which is great. Sometimes people say, very honestly, uh, feelings are never allowed to be talked about, or um, you're always wrong and insignificant. And if we start thinking about some of the things that uh, became our creeds, that will help us understand some of the uh, hurting points, perhaps in our current relationships, and will also let us rewrite those scripts so that our new family dynamic uh, could be one that has healthy creeds. So that is some of the differentiation of self becoming a autonomous, healthy person, and not codependent or not um, anti-independent in a unhealthy way uh, from the family. Number three, emotional cutoff. Um, this is similar to triangulation, but it's just kind of the idea of avoiding topics and avoiding closeness from people that um, you're afraid can't provide it to you. And this doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you, you could have a family dynamic where you still interact with your siblings or parents or grandparents or other people, um, but yet you just don't engage with them in certain topics. Now, sometimes there's boundaries. It's just not worth going there because it just always ends up being a fight. But sometimes it's just avoidance that just perpetuates and um, becomes more and more of a problem. Number four, family projection process. This is one of my favorite ones um, because I see it so often. It's just profoundly uh, influential, but also important to deal with. And that is that when emotional problems of a parent are transferred from that parent to be seen or manifest in a child. And sometimes parents come in and they say they're having trouble with a kid. But really, the problem is themselves and their own trauma and their own background. Um, and sometimes the kids are taking that projection and actually living it through and living in that same exact way. You're just like your uncle. You're just like your grandfather, etc. And sometimes they take that on. So when we start realizing how much projection is involved, sometimes we, we allow our spouses to be projections of people that hurt us in the past. Um, and that could destroy our relationships. And sometimes we uh, create dynamics where our children um, become that. And this is a lot of things. I, I see this very often with teenagers. You know, when kids are young, they're very easy to love and hug. But once they start turning, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, get a brain of their own and, um, you know, have their own emotional world and their own emotional hangups, it becomes a lot more difficult. And I've seen a lot of these projection issues. Of course, I've seen them at very, very young ages as well, where we interpret and project things in ways that are, you know, based on our own biases. But when one starts recognizing how much projection is taking place, there's a lot of healing that can be done. Number five is sibling positions. And this is just basically how birth order impacts your personality and your development. Um, older children are sometimes more academic. Younger children are sometimes more flexible. It's pretty obvious, you know, some of the biological reasons for this. They just have more competition and more um, parenting styles, uh, you know, people on, on top of them that are taking care of them. Um, and just some of these dynamics, just there's, there's books written about birth order and how it influences you. Again, I, I take all these things with a grain of salt. It's not to say that, you know, if you're a firstborn, you're going to be smarter. And if you're a secondborn, you're, you know, you're going to have issues. There are rules about what's considered a firstborn. If there's large gaps, if there's gender differences, you know, you could have a, a boy who's born first and then a girl who's born second. And they're both considered firstborns, according to 
Adlerian and other theories of, of birth order. So just understanding your dynamic in the family is just really, really helpful in sibling positions. And the last thing is societal emotional process. And those are basically external societal influences that create um, either regressive or progressive behaviors for the family members. And I've seen, you know, self-hating people who, um, you know, who maybe have some biases. For example, I had an African-American family that I worked with that, um, you know, there was obvious racial tension in the family itself where there was disrespect because of racial reasons. I've seen disrespect because of gender uh, inequality. And by the way, I've make no mistake, I've seen it both ways, meaning I've seen women who have been oppressed and disrespected. And I've seen plenty of men who are, uh, you know, emasculated and disrespected as well. And so just when you start recognizing the influence of societal emotional processes, this changes a lot of things. And Bowen was a very uh, effective therapist and his theories, you know, are still around today and they're used and they're taught. They're very effective and they're very helpful because once you start recognizing some of these patterns and dynamics that are going on, it's not simply a Freudian thing of just blaming people. Uh, there's really great things that could be done to change the pattern and to really change things up. And uh, if you need some help with this, uh, reach out to me. Go to our website at mindyourmindonline.com, and I'm happy to talk it through with you. I, I, so I've worked with many people to try to help them understand the dynamics that they're stuck in and be able to make uh, small changes and then medium changes and then large changes sometimes to really get out of those negative patterns. Remember, you can only change yourself. I've talked about this many times. Um, but there is usually a residual effect when one person starts to get more healthy that has a ripple effect on others that either chooses them to shape up or ship out and helps you understand, you know, where your boundaries uh, lie and how to really effectively uh, live your happy life despite other people around you. So I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.